this was a great episode of TV, I will say, but I don't care now because by default, we know who's going to win and um, I'm choosing violence. Hi, Kayla. I just wanted to start by saying that while Greg's behavior was extremely gaslighty and manipulative tonight, he did give us arguably the thing that I'm going to have tattooed on my body from this show. Which, Do you know what that was? What? Yes. And he said, fuck the rose. That's all I want tatted on like my inner foot. We should change the name of the pod to fuck the rose, I think, actually. Actually, if um, we ever get sued for copyright about don't insult my intelligence, I think it's going to be fuck the rose. Take a different <laughs> quote and then get sued for copyright over that in you know a few years. But fuck the rose is a great, great quote. And that's about the only great thing that happened. Uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I'm going to well, be honest, besties. If you're one of those that doesn't watch the show, you're oh, the fucking lucky one this week. If you watch the show, you know the train wreck that we all just witnessed that Kayla well, and I are going to attempt to cover. I actually missed the first 10 minutes. I missed whatever Blake decided to show her was Canada oh, because perfect. my TV wouldn't let me start it from the beginning. I usually start it a couple minutes late so I can miss commercials, but then I tried to do that tonight and it wouldn't let me start the episode from the beginning. And at first I was sad and then I realized it was Blake's hometown and then I wasn't as sad anymore. So. And you saw Serena P's hometown last season, which was Canada. Same thing. You missed nothing. I like how you- Canada is an entire country. And every time there's a Canadian on this show, we don't learn anything about the specific part of Canada they're from. We only hear that they're from Canada. That'd be like someone just saying they're from America. No description as to what part. Okay. You could be Um, from Florida or you could be from Wisconsin. So like, who's to say? No, it was the same exact date, except he talked for like an extended period of time about how much he loves syrup, which was extremely reminiscent of Buddy the fucking elf. We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. <laughs> and I was like, we get it. Okay. And he was like, I keep one on my bedside. And he's like trying to do a bit. And I was like, God, you're so not funny. And then, so that was the first part of the, the date was just Canada. And it's like, we get it. And Happy it's I just his it. whole personality. Again, like I said last week, that's the only thing we know about him. It continues. And then he, <laughs> they did like a little question portion that was very reminiscent of Andrew S's one-on-one which was like taking cards and asking questions. And it was like, Katie's was like, touch your favorite part of me. And he was like, I have two. And he kisses her and then he grabs her butt. So, so invasively. I know that they're dating and that's like a normal thing to do, but like the camera just showed the butt grab. And I was like, this is a lot for me. The sirens outside are coming for Blake, if you hear those. (laughs) NYPD for Blake as one. Like literally, I'm like, thank you. You've arrived just in time. Um, he's right over there, officer. He's actually just been tied up in my closet this whole season. For legal reasons, that was a joke. Um, so yeah, so that was his date. It was the same as Serena's. Okay. And then we go to meet his family, and it's like This is where I came in. His brother and sister. So you get to see the best moment, which is his mom saying, Oh, I hope it's not just physical. And he goes, that is definitely there so quickly. I was like, I was like, bitch, we know. I was like, why? Like, I just was hoping that maybe like we would see a different side of Blake around his family. Like maybe we would see him being more of like 
like a family man. Uh, no, no, we didn't. Also, no. I thought that I missed this because of my TV situation. But did Blake's mom give her a vibrator? Yeah, we all missed that. They didn't show that. But Katie, because okay, I saw it on Katie's it. Twitter, and I was like, did I miss that? Yeah. A Canada vibrator. If you haven't seen the picture, go to Katie's Instagram. Um, yeah, so it runs in the family. I suppose. But like Blake contractually, I think is obligated to be horny at least every seven minutes. Otherwise, like they'll just boot him. So he immediately gets to see his mom and he's like, no, we definitely want to fuck mom. We definitely want to fuck. She's like, okay, okay. <laughs> but then she gives Katie a fucking dildo. So, you know, who's, who loses all of us? Cause we had to watch it. I think we said this last season that he was on, but he needs to go to horny jail. Like, yeah, so bad. I tweeted it so like bad. last week. It never, it never ages. I think I tweeted it last season, and I also tweeted it last week because it never stops being true. Unforge. But then, I did wrote down about Blake's mom though. She really fucking said leather pants for national TV, and I respected the hell out of it. She looked snatched. She looked so good. I'm kind of obsessed with his mom and sister in a way that I don't like, you know what I mean? Cause I don't like him, but she was kind of giving it all. And then the sister is give it, she's my favorite contestant. Cause they're sitting outside and she was like, so is this one real? <laughs> she goes, and you she, said that you loved Claire before you even left. <laughs> I gagged. I simply gagged. She was, she was just fucking airing out the dirty laundry of this man. And I was like, yeah, then, do it baby. If Blake was my brother, I would. And then, um, Katie tweeted, I don't know if you saw this, Katie tweeted, if you think Blake's sister is brutally honest now, wait until the finale. So I have a feeling some shit is going to go down with his sister at the finale. Um, probably because as we'll get to, even yeah. if you haven't read spoilers for this season, by default, Blake is going to propose to her because yeah. she's not that into Justin. Greg was clearly the person she wanted to be with and he's gone. Michael A was her runner up. He's gone. So yeah. Blake proposes by default, which we don't even need to read spoilers. We just know. And I have a no. feeling Blake's sister is going to roast the shit out of him when that happens. Yeah, I took that actually as her being like, if you think Blake's sister is brutally honest, wait till next week. Meaning like her mom is going to be brutally honest or like someone's going to be brutally honest to oh. her. But you, it could potentially also be the sister. I just didn't know if she would come back again. So I didn't know, oh, but um, yeah, yeah, either option is possible. Anyway, so so the Blake's, sister, I think yeah. if all straight men had a sister like this, like maybe and like actually kept them in check because she's doing a good job, but nobody can fucking keep Blake down. <laughs> but maybe if more straight men had sisters like this, like like we wouldn't have the problems we have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I respected the hell out of her. Also, Katie's outfit. I know that we always talk shit about them, baby. Where are you going? Catholic church service? Is it Christmas mass? Is it Easter Sunday? Babe. Carrie gave up. Gave up. It was really, this was really bad. This episode wasn't great. And like, I feel bad because I say that every week. And she, on her Instagram, is very stylish. But this outfit was, to meet the horny family. Why did you wear that to meet the horny family? She could have worn that to, like, meet Michael A's son, not meet Blake's right. mom. That was yeah. probably the plan. Again, back up. Anyway. <laughs> no, I just, like, 
Oh, Blake's family. I liked his sister a lot. I did like his mom. I think it's weird she gave her a vibrator, but I'll let that go. Actually, you know what? Maybe I won't let that go because if my boyfriend's mom, upon first meeting her, was like, here's a Missouri vibrator, I would have shot myself right there in the restaurant. Shot myself. Yeah, dude, I would have been like, been like, thank you so much on Twitter. Like, who offers lobotomies in my area? (laughs) Um, Like, fucking Craigslist ad would go out that second for a lobotomy. Because there's no way. Like, I would be so devastated, especially, like, on, in these circumstances where, like, she's obviously kept it, but, like, if she didn't pick Blake and then just had that. A Canada vibrator. She and Greg are married, and she's like, "Mm, my vibrator that I got from Blake's mom, that's Canada theme. Dark. Like, that's Don't worry, don't worry, I don't. Greg's behavior, I would have justified fully, because I would have been like, you're right. (laughs) don't worry I don't think of Blake when I use it I only think of Blake's mom when I use it like kind of hot it was was weird but the the hometown itself was fine again we still didn't learn anything about him I know I know even less than I did before actually now I'm more confused than ever because his mom gifted a vibrator to his new girlfriend I'm not here to shame vibrator use I think vibrator use is excellent even if you are in a committed relationship but what I am here to say is that Blake's mom gifting her a vibrator does not give me a strong indication that his mother feels like he fucks, you know? Like, she's just like, here, you'll need this. And it's like, fully a vibrator. This will come in handy in my experience. Like, what the fuck does your family do on the weekends? Anyway, once again, incest joke, 10 out of 10. Like, why does it, I don't know why it always comes down to this. But anyway, so that was the hometown. It was fine. Whatever. We learned nothing. It's the first seven minutes of the episode. We got a, we got a ways to go, baby cake. We got a, we got a ways to go. So, so we go to Justin. Yeah. This is my favorite that I've, and I love Justin, so this is saying nothing. It's my favorite that I've seen him because it, I had a revelation. I was realizing things. Justin, I always talk about how not compatible they are, and I stand by it. They're not compatible. It's not Justin's fault. It's Katie's. He was joking around. He was giving jokes and she's like, ha ha. And then she just like wants to make out with him. I get it. But I, I think it's just that at this point, she knows her connection with the other two is stronger than it is with him. And so I feel like she's almost trying to avoid getting too emotionally invested with him or like leading him on. She seems very keen on not leading the guys on by being like, I'm not going right. to say I love you unless it's to the like winner at the end, like whatever. So I feel like her not leaning in with Justin might just be an indication that she just already knows it's not him. And she's just going through the motions without really leading him on. But the thing that was confusing to me, this is a little bit later, basically they, they go on this Baltimore date, they go on a carriage ride. He keeps cracking funny jokes about how like the scenery in New Mexico is very obviously not what the scenery is in Baltimore. Um, we also find out that his parents are not going to be there, um, which I think this conversation was selectively edited because I find it hard to believe. Justin seems like he's very close with his parents. He says that family is very important to him. I understand the parental side of this, like being skeptical that your son is like found love in eight weeks and is going to get engaged. But if they're as close as Justin has indicated that they are, I find it hard to believe that they wouldn't at least go out there as an opportunity to see their son they haven't seen in almost two months. I think they probably didn't come out for another reason, like concern about traveling during COVID, which like valid. And like, it had to be something other than just like, we don't support you getting engaged because like that seemed a little bit. Yeah, it seemed weird. And like, it's happened before. Like people go on hometown, but that's also when they're traveling to their hometown, which like 
it's possible that they'll get to see their family anyway. They just literally yeah. don't want to meet their girlfriend or their boyfriend. Like, it's happened before that families don't want to be part of that because they don't agree with yeah. what the show's about. But, like, yeah, it was very weird, especially during this time when it's like, yeah, he's been, like, locked down. He can't really contact you. Yeah. Why would you not? I mean, we're all as surprised as you that he's top two, top three at this point. But, like, hey, he's, he's top two now. He's top two now. But at this point, in the, yeah, it was very weird. But, like, he brought, he had two friends there. And one friend, very chill. Other friend keeps cat skeletons in closets. And isn't that just the way? You know what I mean? We all have That's those always two friends. That's always the way. Um, but so, so, like, he brings his friends. I like a friend's hometown. If I did a hometown, it would be just you and Tara, probably. And I would be like, this be is like, my family. They'd be like, don't talk about your Bachelor podcast. Just, like, please don't talk about it on the air. We're just, like, plugging the whole time. We're like, anyway, if you wanted to take a listen. But, yeah, I, I like a friend's hometown because it's actually sometimes, as much as the family ones are obviously important, sometimes the friend's ones are more telling because you learn a lot more about their actual personality. Yeah. Um, then again, like, uh, like we said, Blake, unfortunately, doesn't change himself around his family. And that's <laughs> devastating. But sometimes people do. <laughs> so it's nice to get like them with their friends. I feel like that's an important dynamic. I also just want to acknowledge that um, I will be sentencing Justin and Katie to firing squad uh, for their answer that they prefer blue cheese to ranch. They deserve each other. That's psychotic. That's yeah, psychotic. That- that got me. I guess they are going to end up together because they're the only fucking two people on earth that would select that option. If they ended up together, I mean, the world would explode. Reality Steve would be sent to space at this point. He would just be punted <laughs> to Mars. He, he, no one has ever been so wrong if that happens. It's not going to. But no, uh, it won't. But can you imagine? Um, but anyway, yeah. So we get the friends hometown. Honestly, the, the friends, I didn't pay attention to the one that looked like Jared Kushner. But the first friend, like was that's a michael a credit i was gonna say credit that joke where it's credit where credit is due that was michael a um the first one did a good job kind of grilling and like you know asking the questions but not being too tough uh like chill guy good guy i liked him second one i i honestly looked away i didn't watch it but he seemed fine also jared kushner um yeah, and they talk about how they've never seen Justin this affectionate with someone, but, like, he and Katie aren't that affectionate, so I'm wondering if Justin is just, like, an absolute fucking robot in his relationship. Yeah, dude, is he He just, like, super not... <laughs> Which is like, so weird, because he exudes sexual energy, but then, like, he's with her, and he's like, should we hold hands, or no? <laughs> like, <laughs> she's yeah. like, I want to make out with you, because she's only he's only here because, like, she wants to have sex with him, which I get it, baby. Like, I'm not judging. But, like, it's super weird. It's a very weird dynamic. Like, wow, they're so they're so physical with each other. Where? I've not seen it. So that, that, that little date ends with um, Justin basically saying that he loves her. Katie very enthusiastically kisses him. Now, this, I will say, is where I understand Greg's frustration. And the, hear me out on this because it is very clear that she feels more strongly about Greg than she does about Justin. That that much is obvious. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But this is where it's obvious that Katie is a good person and she's not a good liar and she didn't go to theater school and she's not an actor. Like, when Justin says he loves her and she knows she doesn't feel it back, she feels no obligation to say it back. So she just kisses him because she knows that this right. is not it. When Greg just says it. like a it, normal response. Right. When Greg says it, she has a moment of absolute panic because she wants to say it back. 
And she wants to tell him he's the winner. She wants to call the whole thing off and be done, but she can't do any of that. And what she could have done is kiss Justin, kiss Greg like she did Justin. And that that honestly probably would have been the answer Greg was looking for of just some kind of enthusiasm. But because Katie's not a good liar and she's not a good whatever, she's like looking at him wanting to say, yeah, I love you too. Like you're the winner. Yeah. But like she, she can't. Just, she shut down. She shuts she just shut down. And like but... she and like we'll get into it, you know, and like she didn't handle that situation well at all. Neither no. did Greg. Like both yeah, no. of them, it was like watching just two good people light themselves on fire. Like it was just like right. this is bad. So anyway, but yeah, like I mean, and that's also part of like the only connection she feels with Justin. As much as I think they lack physical chemistry, she only feels physical chemistry with Justin. So it was like, I'll just make out with him. Right. And she loves being like, he was my first kiss of the season. Whatever. Like, that's like a big thing for her. Like, it's very physical. Um, Which is interesting because Blake is the, you know, he's he's the physical one. (laughs) I want to paint like a little mental picture for you for a sec. Editor Adam here with a public service announcement. If you are Kayla or Emily's parents, you're going to want to go ahead and hit that skip ahead button a couple of times. Imagine you're like, you meet Blake Boynes in person, you get drunk, you made bad decisions. Just imagine like really boring, like drunk missionary with Blake Moynes, because that's how I picture all of his sex is, even stone cold sober. Like, just like, Drunk middle of the night stranger missionary is how I picture his encounters are, even with like his long term partners. Absolutely. Also, wouldn't wear a condom, even if I asked. You know what I mean? It's like, could you please wear a condom? He's like, oh, I don't have well, any. I don't like the way they feel. Yeah, it feels better with it. Feels better without it. All right. Well, uh, this was fun. So that's the vibe that I get there. Justin, I think, would be very respectful and also good. So that's how I'm rating these contestants from now on. Anyway. So Greg's date kicks off. Um, he is from Jersey. And now this is where all, I think there was an editing error. Because. Flag. Oh, yeah. You have to being from Jersey. Yikes. No. So this is where we get an editing error. Because so if you've watched the show for a while and you you know anything about the way the show is filmed. The way that the hometowns air is not necessarily the order in which the hometowns were filmed. Um. And that is important to know because it really does change the narrative. So sometimes they will film the hometowns and then they will air them out of order for dramatic effect, i.e. putting Greg last because it was the most dramatic. But he says at the beginning that yesterday he saw her on a date with Blake. So one of, this could mean one of two things. Either Greg was dead last and both Justin and Blake went before him or Greg was the middle date and not the last. Now, if he right. is the last and the other two went before him, then this really changes nothing. But if he's the middle one, then this could explain a lot of why Katie was feeling really disconnected on her date with Justin. But that yeah. being said, it sounds like they're going to stop filming. So I, I think it's that Greg was at the end, but it is an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of weight is put on that. Like people talk about like, does the order of hometowns affect if you win? And it's like, I mean, not fucking really, because the order of hometowns is based on who wins. Like, they change it around, or or not even based on who wins, who self-eliminates, or who does something interesting, or who has the worst hometown and their parents suck, or whatever. Well, the funny um, thing about it so is, they too, when it. they're... Yeah, they edit it, and also when they travel, 
it, it has when they actually travel and it's not COVID and they get to leave the resort, it means even less because they do it in geographical order. So they're not going right. to fly. If you have contestants from California, Texas, the Northeast and Canada, like they're going to book the flights in the way that makes the most sense for them to end up back in California for a rose ceremony right. in a normal season, obviously different here. But like when people analyze that, I'm like, no, they're booking whatever rate they can get on Southwest. Like they're not. Yeah. And then they're just the editing it. They edited last seasons hometowns too ben's was out of order because there was like an outfit yeah. discrepancy like they just that's what they do so anyway um yeah uh, so greg goes on his and it's new jersey i wouldn't want to visit physical new jersey so it's kind of nice that it was in new mexico um and then in physical new jersey i feel like they would have just like sat go to newark. fucking newark yeah just like <laughs> sit in newark sit in go drive and like almost get in a car wreck every four seconds because <laughs> the roads don't make any sense <laughs> or they could go to the little cheap motel that I stayed in with my ex-boyfriend it was really really scary there so many possibilities fantasy suite <laughs> fantasy suite anyway so yeah they go on their date I quite honestly wasn't paying attention it was New Jersey I was like I don't have a fuck to give actually but Kayla and I were actually saying during this portion and a little bit after this portion we we're like I kind of Greg's kind of like him fuck. yeah like, we've, we've notoriously not been the Greg stan from day one, you know? Yeah. A lot of people were, and we were like, I don't get it, but whatever. I, I liked him. I thought he was fine. I did see their connection much more than I see with the, either of the other guys. I kind of feel, um, like, verified in our decision by the end of this episode that we were always kind of iffy about Greg, but... Basically, he plays basketball with her. This is significant to him because um, he says that when they went on their first one-on-one, they went camping or whatever, because that's what she used to do with her dad. Um, And now he wanted to play basketball with her because that is what he did with his dad. So they play basketball, which is very cute. Um, And then they're sitting on a bench and they're talking. And he was like, so I loved going to Seattle, quote unquote, Seattle with you last week. And I loved that it rains a lot in Seattle or whatever he says. She's like, oh, yeah, it rains every day. And he's like, it also rains in Jersey. And then the sprinklers kicked on. And I just, like, picture Greg going with this proposal to the producers. And they were like, ah, yeah, fuck it. We already bought them. You could use them again. Like, like most unhinged shit ever. It also rains in Connecticut. Like, yeah, fucking rains everywhere, you dildo. Like, yeah, obviously. You're an idiot. Unless you live in the Sahara, it rains. It was so dumb. I was like, God, I hated that line. And Let's then later on, later on, Katie looks at him and goes, does it really rain in Jersey? Katie. Katie. And he goes, and he goes sometimes. Wasn't even part of the plot. Like, wasn't even a plot point. He just wanted it to rain again. Why would you want to get stuck in the pouring rain twice? You know what I mean? Like, the oh rain thing is, like, cute one time, maybe, but it's mostly just, like, it's like sex in the shower. It's, like, it's just wet and inconvenient. And then, like, to do it again. but for what? But for what? Like, you know, and, and if you disagree, you're a fucking psycho. Also, like, DM me. I don't know. I, I like, teach me. I don't know. Um, but but the getting stuck in the rain thing is, like, romantic once, and then the second time, it's like, this is overkill and inconvenient, because now I'm soaking wet again, and I have to meet your And I have to do my so hair again. Right. It's, it was so dumb. Sometimes. God fucking Jesus. Oh my God. Does it really rain in Jersey? I, like, I feel like we were talking about the way they were talking about Jersey was like they were talking about over the rainbow. Does it really rain in New Jersey? <laughs> like, yeah. What's, what's the Wizard of Oz like? It was like, oh my God. Follow the yellow brick road. So yeah, it fucking rains again. Inconvenient. And then they go, 
have to go change and dry off um, and get ready for the night portion with Greg's family. And she asked him like who was coming and he said it was his mom and his brother. Two brothers. brothers. Yeah, he's got two brothers, brothers. and two sisters. So it's, yes. he's one of five. And the sisters um, could not make it. But the right, but we get a cute there. little video. I really yeah. liked Greg's family, Which actually. I did, too. His mom gave really fun energy. Yeah. I was a fan. Um, I liked his brothers. The sisters looked like they were being held hostage for the video, but that's okay. <laughs> um, one of the sisters called him Gregory, which was, like, it's so weird when you know someone as, like, their nickname. Like, I used to, when I was, like, three, I used to call my brother Zachary. But, like, Zach is how he's known. So now if people are like, Zachary, I'm like, that is so weird. Like, so I, stop it. <laughs> so niche. Um, real throwback. But, yeah, okay. she they did, like, a little video, the sisters. And then, like, his nieces and nephews were part of the video. It's cute. It's very clear that he's very close with his family, which is a nice quality. Um, and, well, for Katie, I mean, she's, she said that that is a value that she, you know, admires. So she that's good. And then... His brothers were very sweet. I just got confused by the one that didn't move his mouth when he was talking at all. I, uh, I would never. Yeah, he was actually a ventriloquist. Um. <laughs> <laughs> would never wish an injury on anyone. I'm not saying I hope he was injured, but I hope he had just had like some kind of dental work done or something because why wasn't he opening his mouth? Can you imagine if he like got wisdom teeth surgery at the resort and then like went <laughs> to do this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, it was just more convenient <laughs> for us to fly out. Um, but yeah, they like, they were like, they were nice. They all liked Katie a lot. I mean, the mom, his mom was like, obviously skeptical, asked the same questions everyone does where she's like, but I don't want him to get hurt. And Greg's the best and you're great and all this stuff. But like, I don't want him to get hurt. And Katie's like, someone's people are going to get hurt except one person. And that's the unfortunate thing. And I, I, this is where I agree with Katie is like, I get that she doesn't want to say, I love you until it's the last guy. Yeah, I agree. She doesn't want to overcommit to something that she's like not supposed to or can't yeah so she her answer to the mom but she expressed it much better to his mom yeah I was like where was this explanation for Greg when this is clearly the explanation he was looking for right and I mean to be fair at that point he didn't even want an explanation he just wanted to say his piece and go but like it was like really she gave a good explanation and her reasoning is very sound she even says what she's not supposed to say she said I don't think I'm supposed to say this but Greg will be here next week like yeah she was like I'm not sending him home like she she was serious about Greg she all but said I'm picking him without saying it to his mom she says all this right so then the date winds down she talks to his brother I don't remember any of what they talked about she leaves with Greg they walk out and Greg uh, very clearly, actually, for someone that we've critiqued about not being super articulate with his feelings, he and we'll, we'll, we will critique again um, shortly. But when he expresses how he feels to Katie, he's very articulate about how he's feeling. And, and it was yeah. actually, I thought, a big improvement for Greg with the way that he speaks about his feelings. And, yeah, and that's where the realization really hit us, too. We were texting about it. and We were like, I actually really like him in this moment. Like, he did a really good job. That's also where I think of him similarly to how I felt personally about Ben last season. Everybody really liked Ben. I, I was loved a little Ben. Bit like, I'm not, yeah, you loved Ben. I was not fully on the Ben train. Uh, I didn't dislike him. I just didn't think that he was right for her. And this is where Greg actually was better than Ben was. I mean, Ben ended up coming back, obviously, but like Ben couldn't express how he felt uh, like right. very clearly. That's like ultimately was his kind of his demise. 
Um, and Greg like did a good job when it came down to it. He said what he wanted to say. And then he said this more of what he wanted to say. And it was horrible. <laughs> this is where Katie fumbles the ball. Katie fucks up first, but then everybody fucks up. Right. So Greg pours his heart out to her, or as he kept saying, emptied his heart to her. Uh, that's not the expression, but it's okay. So he pours his heart out to her. It's very eloquent. And then uh, Katie looks at him and just goes, he she, like stares at him and he goes, what? Like thinking she's like going to say something like really romantic back. And she just goes, I just really like looking at you. It's giving now, you're very courageous. Right. It's giving you're very courageous vibes. And if any, if I ever expressed how I felt about someone and they said to me, I just like looking at you as a response, I would be as pissed as Greg was. Now, granted, I would handle it differently, but he immediately, there's a shift. His face completely changes because, and, and in Greg's defense, this is the type of cop out answer that a lead would give to someone who they're not gonna pick. So this is what she should have said to Justin. Like, right, right. Like, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? And Justin would have been like, I'm going on. Like, I, like he, <laughs> I'm Justin's very smart, but like, he, like, because yeah. he doesn't feel as deeply as Greg does. It right. wouldn't have mattered that much. But like, yeah, she, this was really shitty. If somebody said that to me, that's something I say to like a guy that I'm like hooking up with and don't want to date. And it's like, oh, I just like your face. Cause it's like, I don't really like you that much. Like, so right. what else am I going to say? So it was weird for her to say to somebody she very clearly loves. And she, to be fair, like you said earlier, she froze. Like she stared at him, but it was mostly her being like, I don't know what to do. I want to say and it back. Then, I want to say it back. I can't say it back. Right. Like, it, so. And it then was, her having a really shitty response. And then he immediately, just like a robot. Shuts, shuts down. down. Shuts down. Now, this is the thing. If he had said his whole spiel. And she said to him, word for word, copy paste what she said to his mother. This would have been a very different outcome. She could have been like, look, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this to you, but like, you're going to be here next week. I want you here still. But like, I can't, I'm saving that for the very end. And like, I'm sorry if that's not what you want, but like, you know, whatever, just like a, a better explanation than just, I just like looking at you. And then this is where Greg fumbles the ball because he immediately shuts down and refuses to hear any explanation she tries to give. And, and then she's like, you seem upset. Why are you upset? And he says, why do you think I'm upset? As soon as he said that, I was like, I'm Gaslighting, not on your fucking yeah. side anymore. I was like, I was with you, dude. I, I, and I still throughout all of this, this is the like last full hour of the episode. So it's like, there was a lot left to go, but it was like, I was, I understood his reasoning the whole time. I got it. Her response sucked. If somebody said that yeah. to me, I would be devastated. Yeah. But the like gaslighting of being like, well, why do you think I'm mad? And like putting it on her, like, just if this is how you're going to argue, you shouldn't be together. Because you can't, you can't hold your own. You can't have a conversation that doesn't blow up where you end up shutting down or you end up being aggressive or like confrontational, then you're not ready. That being said, I think I actually appreciate that there was an argument because I think so often contestants on this show are worried about upsetting the lead, getting sent home, whatever. So to, to Greg's point, he was being truthful with her later in the episode where he's like, I don't give a shit about the rose. I don't give a shit about the competition. Like, I want something real. 
And I think him having an argument with her, however poorly he handled it, shows that he was serious about that. Because if you don't know how somebody argues, it's how can you get engaged? Yeah. Like, part, way, one of the biggest things that uh, that attracted me to my partner was the way that he argued with me because right. it wasn't this. Like, when right. we have a disagreement about anything, it is handled so maturely, so like compassionately. Like, it and and I think if anything, I get why she's so heartbroken, but I think this was like the biggest gift he could have given her at this stage. I was just going to say that because I feel like, yes, like it's so true. They don't often argue. And in a lot of couples, like we know the retention rate of this show is like not great. <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons for that, you know, fame monsters, all of the things, but sometimes it really just is you don't know that person and then you leave with somebody and you've never had an argument you've never even had a really deep conversation and now you're engaged so I do think it was a blessing that it happened however like like we're saying like his the way that it happened was so so horrendous and I know in the moment Katie was really heartbroken about it which I would be too but honestly it was kind of a blessing and I hope watching it back. I know it was probably really painful for her. I know she ended up blogging off of Twitter, like for this half of the episode, but I hope in hindsight, she was able to watch it and be like, okay, like honestly, yeah. that sucked. Yeah. It, I mean, it was really, uh, I, and it was exhausting to watch because it reminded me of the way that I used to fight with like exes and like that yeah. just like, that just like so draining type of conversation that you just leave feeling like, like the worst you've ever felt. Like I really felt so terrible, honestly, for both of them, even though he handled it terribly, I did feel bad for him as well. Because like he said, like he, not that this justifies his behavior, but like he was saying to her, like, I'm embarrassed. Like I told my entire family that I think I'm going to marry you. And you're talking about like, oh, I'll have a rose next week. Like I understand right. why he feels so Absolutely. embarrassed by that. Absolutely. And like, and in, like you said too, it reminded me of like past partners and like how and honestly I said to a friend I was like my thing honestly is if somebody spoke to me that way that's the way she responded which was shutting down I was like that's not how I would respond it might not be positive <laughs> but I would be and it's easy to say now as an outsider if I were in the moment who knows maybe I would shut down because I'd be just like really overwhelmed and that's it's a also hard thing to hear so I don't blame TV. Katie for this but yeah, it's on TV. So it's like, of yeah. course, like it's easy for me to say for, as an outsider. But honestly, like I was surprised because of who Katie is. I was, I was kind of surprised that she wasn't more like, how dare you? Like, I do love you and I do care about you, but how dare you come in here? And sorry, we kind of like, we meshed the two conversations, but basically their date ends badly. He goes back to the room. Blake goes, I'm going to go work out weird as shit ever. And then Greg is like, I'm going to go talk Greg to is her. like very clearly now that Michael A is not there. Like Greg is very clearly trying to like bond with Blake and like have like a, a like an emotional conversation like he used to with like Andrew or like Michael A. And like he tries with Blake and Blake is like, I'm going to go work out. I got to get a pump. Okay. I got to sweat it out. I got to sweat out my feelings, bitch. Go to prison. Um, so then, so then Greg does the, the goes to her room, which was kind of like, we kind of thought was going to happen. But so then they basically have an extension of their conversation from their date, which is where he continues. And like, this is like, it just continues. Like he's making good points. Like you said, Kayla, he's like, I, it's not about a rose. It's not about, I'm one of the top three. It's not about any of that. 
like it's about wanting a connection with someone and I get that but then also there's this side of it that's like you're on the bachelorette I know you don't want to be just a number I fully get it I don't want to diminish some of the connections that happen on these shows because some of them really are real but you came on the bachelorette you stayed this long as one of a group of guys and then you decided that you had to be the favorite or you were going to leave. That's not how it works. It's and how I also, it works with Claire. It's not how it works normally. So, like, you don't get to just be, like, that would be, like, me taking a class. And if the teacher wasn't, like, you're my favorite student, me dropping the class and being, like, bye. Fuck you. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I also feel like not how this life works. I also feel like this is an indication um, that Greg was one of those contestants that was like submitted by a friend or a family member. And he like maybe watched Claire and Tasha's season. So he was like, yeah, anything can happen. Like they, she left after two weeks, but like, yeah, I don't think he's watched a regular season of this show. And the only reason I say that is because if he had, he would know that he was about to get off camera time with Katie in the fantasy suites, which is when, like, JoJo has admitted, like, that's when she told Jordan he was the one. Rachel has admitted that's when she told Brian he was the one. Like, he was so close to getting off camera time with her where she would have been able to be more open about the things that she's feeling. And and I was just like, hang on. Like, like, And I think that's what Katie was saying when she was like, I just need you to hang on. I just need you to hang on. Because she's under a contract. Like, right. She can't tell you this on camera right now when there's still two other guys here. Like if it just, it just made me not excusing again, any of his behavior, but it made me sad for him that I was like, he probably doesn't even realize how much off camera time he was about to get with her. And I was sad for him. Like through all of this, the critique that we're giving him, like both of us, we feel, we feel what he's saying. I feel for him. I don't like, I don't think that the sentiment behind it is bad inherently. I don't even think like, I can critique him all I want for being like, you went on the bachelorette. Why are you mad that you're one of three? Like I do, as much as I've not been on the show, unfortunately, I do understand where that would be hard. Like I get it. I've watched the show enough seasons to know that it's really hard on people. I just felt like he was putting it so much on her and like everything she said he was just throwing things in her face like didn't want to hear anything she was saying and like the whole origin of the conversation is I love you so much and then suddenly he's like I'm not gonna do this anymore like what the fuck and I feel like this is all fueling those rumors that were going around on TikTok at the start of the season that like Greg is kind of a dick he's like in it for clout Yeah. And I mean, he was like a college basketball player. So I don't know about the actor part, but like that was one of the rumors. Like he's an actor. Like, yeah. He allegedly went to acting school and like every trace of that has been like erased, but somebody dug it up. I don't know. I think it was like from his mom's Facebook or something. Anyway. Oh, weird. He went to St. Michael's. I don't know that they have a theater program. No, I think after. Oh, 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 oh. Got it. Got it. Grad school or like a program after. That's Um, hilarious. Imagine he's like a Yale school of drama grad. (laughs) (laughs) Juilliard Juilliard drama um but the other thing that I saw on TikTok too was a girl being like if he's an actor he's really good and also if I were his acting teacher I would be bragging so it would be spoiled that he's an actor taught him everything everything he knows 
look at how brilliant he is. <laughs> like, Acting teachers are so fucking arrogant too. Like, <laughs> they, totally. you know, some professor on Facebook would be like, I made him. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically this is just the way that he turns on a dime is either a sign of some pretty serious emotional trauma that he needs to unpack, like the way that he turns on and off his emotions that quickly, or it's that he was never really that invested. I tend to believe he was. Um, maybe that's just me for literally the first time ever seeing the good in a man, but I I tend to believe that he was invested. I think he has dealt with, I mean, clearly, I mean, I know that a lot of people lose parents, but that clearly took a pretty severe toll on his mental health. Um, and I think there's also parts of his struggles with mental health that he's not being extremely open about, or at least not that we're seeing the way the show is edited. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, again, not excusing his behavior, but benefit of the doubt in the sense that I do believe the feelings that he has for her are legitimate. I think he doesn't process his emotions correctly. Yeah, I I don't think he knows. And that goes back to the whole arguing thing. It's like, you don't know how to handle your emotions yet. And like, I'm I'm so sad for him that his father passed. That being said you know, his whole family's like, this is the first time you've been happy. The Bachelorette is not a Band-Aid for your trauma. And I feel like that's insensitive to say, and I don't mean for it to be. But like, when we hear things like that, when it's like, this is the first time that you've shown even remote joy, (laughs) I'm like, maybe you should like unpack that before you come on a show and you're like broadcast to millions of people. Well, I think that's what was so endearing and beautiful about Michael A. to us as an audience was that he had gone through immense trauma, but it was very clear that he, not that you ever get over it, but he had handled it and had processed it and had moved forward with his life, with his son, with his friends. Like he was very open about the fact that he was actively working to move past trauma And he had sources of joy in his life that were not meeting Katie. Yeah. But I think it's like when we go through traumatic experiences like that, whether it's the bachelorette or it's just any old new relationship, I think a lot of times people turn to dating someone new or something like that to try to heal it. But I think what was so great about Michael A was that he had already done that work. So by the time he met Katie, he was able to be like a fully functioning, emotionally mature person. Right. Even with Zach Clark last season, like his Mm -hmm. parents were like, we've never seen you like this. He had a lot of trauma in his life, but that happened in his like early twenties. And this is now a man in his 30s. Like he has since then, he already had his release recovery, like business before he went on. Like he had unpacked so much of the trauma. It's possible for your parents or your family to say, we've never seen you like this. While also you being like an emotionally intelligent and like yeah, competent. Greg's, Greg's family were like, like, "This is the first time we've seen him crack a smile." Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" They're like, "He's just been locked up in a basement." Um, like I was like, "This is," and like I really, I'm not trying to be insensitive about it. I can't. Yeah, no, I'm not either. Like, but it's I can't imagine what it's like to lose a parent. I just think in any trauma, and like we see this when whenever when a relationship ends and you try to rebound too fast, right? And you've not unpacked that relationship, the rebound also fails. Because you've not even unpacked where you're coming from. How are you supposed to now be in a new thing? So it's, it's with anything, with any type of trauma, I feel like, and this happens a lot with people on this show, but if you're so confident that you're going to marry her, 
why can't you express a single thought without gaslighting or being aggressive or manipulative? Right. Like, why can't you, why don't, if you love her so much, why don't you love her enough to, like, give her the respect of just explaining yourself fully? Instead of, like, bouncing, like, throwing noodles at a wall and seeing what sticks. Like, it was just, like, chaos and him just saying whatever he felt she was doing to him as opposed to, I'm feeling this way, can we talk about it? Yeah, I agree. And the the whole thing was just messy. It felt very much like watching a high school breakup. Um, She follows him out of the hotel. This is something 22-year-old Kayla totally would have pulled. He tries to leave. Now, in his defense, he may have been trying to leave in an attempt to not have the conversation get worse than it already was. He could also have been leaving to be dramatic. Remains to be seen. But I know that I have done that. Like when I'm in a fight with someone and I don't want it to get worse or more um, emotionally harmful, I'll just leave because that's sometimes the the best way to go. But she follows him out. They talk outside. It doesn't go any better. He's very clearly over the conversation. And she's like, I, and then she says what we had been saying over text the whole time. It doesn't even matter what she says at that point, because he's already decided that he's not going to listen. So Greg ends up going home. They do not leave it on good terms. Um, And the episode pretty much ends with so fucking sad. Katie saying she's going to quit. She doesn't want to be there anymore. Making it very clear that Michael was the per or um, Greg was the person she was going to pick. And she's like sitting on her bathroom floor crying. Caitlin Bristow comes in and tries to talk to her. And she won't even open the door for Caitlin. Like Caitlin has to sit on the outside and like talk to her. She eventually opens the door. But basically Caitlin is like, well, do you think there's like a chance you could get him back? And she's like, no. Yeah. So, and it's another example of shit. Chris Harrison could never handle. Right. I mean, right. just shit that he would never have the breath to handle. So, you know, props to Caitlin. It's just a really sad, like, could you get him back? No, she knows. And the thing is like, he doesn't want to come back. Like we said, like he fucking made up his mind well, decided that like, he wanted to leave and then wouldn't give her the time of day. And like we talked about with Andrew, like how he was like, I'm not going to settle because it's not. He said a similar thing. He was like, I don't want to get roses. Like, I want to be the person you choose. And I, but he said it so much better. <laughs> like, right. I think the thing with, with Greg, <laughs> I think the thing with Greg is that if she called off the show, got on a plane, flew to Jersey, said, Greg, I canceled the rest of the show. It's you. I want to be with whatever. I'm sure he would take her back. But the problem with that behavior is that it's teaching him that if he throws a temper tantrum with her, she is going to bend to fix it. And right. I respect her not doing it because that's not a pattern that you want to create with a future partner. Like, because no. I, I have a hundred percent Right. I have a hundred percent faith that if she said, I called off the show, I want to be with you, they would be together. But again, it's creating this precedent that like he can always do that and she will always fix things. So he'll like threaten to leave and that's dangerous. Like that's, it's, it's not a good relationship to be in. It's not healthy. And like he, he was, it wasn't, obviously wasn't physical or anything like that, but it was this emotional, emotional manipulation of like. I want this, give me this specifically now. And if you don't, I'm leaving. And like, and then anything she tried to say, it was like, well, you don't love me enough and I deserve better than you. And da 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 
And it's like, I don't think he left with the expectation that she would follow him, but I think you're right. If she did, if she canceled it all and she went after him, like he, he would, they would be together. But then yeah, yeah, what precedent does that set? And it was just, it was just dangerous because these are the behaviors that we like often don't realize are really harmful. And I'm not trying to like overstate and be like, Greg's an abuser. Like, I don't think that. I just think he was being extremely manipulative and extremely gaslighty and it can be dangerous especially like when we, our tendency is like to defend that behavior. And then how does that affect us in our own personal lives? And how does it affect, how does that affect if you're seeing this on TV and you're like, oh, this is a normal thing that people do. And then your partner does that to you. And you write how it does off that as normal. The, right. The dynamic of your relationship. Again, like I really, I, I know it's reality TV. It's all edited. It's all warped. The emotions are so high. Like I really, really, really am not trying to overstate his behavior as abuse or write him off as like a terrible fucking person, but it was kind of just red flags, red flags all around. I was like, uh, I don't like, I don't like this behavior. I agree with that and not to go down a rabbit hole, but I also think that Katie presents a lot of red flags to a partner. Yep. I love Katie and I love that they chose her as the bachelorette, but Katie for a 30 year old person is not an extremely emotionally mature person. And I think not to excuse Greg, but I also think the conversation was not being helped by the fact that it was being had between two people who are equally emotionally immature. Like Katie couldn't form a sentence about the way she was feeling to save her life. And so it's like, it, it was hard to watch on all fronts because I understood Greg's frustration of like, I get that you can't tell me I won, but can you give me fucking anything? And she right. just like, wouldn't. So I get it on both sides. I do think that Katie has a lot, honestly, maybe her and Blake are perfect for each other, to be honest, because neither of them are very emotionally mature. And when we were texting during the episode, Tara said, um, that her friend who's watching the season who didn't watch any other seasons doesn't like Katie. And Tara was like, well, we love Katie, but I could see why if this is your introduction to Katie, you're like, she, it like what? Yeah. So that's my stance on it. She is not great. Like, and I don't mean anything I said again. I don't mean anything I said to be like, fuck Greg, Katie's perfect. Katie also was bad. Like it was a bad conversation objectively. Again, the emotions are high. It's reality TV. Everything's warped. Everything's edited. It was not easy to watch, and neither of them yeah. handled it well. And uh, I wish I could say the episode but. ended on it on and up, but it did not. They played a very sad montage of all of Greg and Katie's relationship uh, with, like, romantic music behind it after we just watched them break up, which this is the point of the episode. You should stop if you've not read any spoilers of the season. Goodbye. We'll see you later. Subscribe. Tell your friends. If you have read spoilers and you believe that Blake Moynes wins, this is where it gets dicey for me because they just played this whole montage of Greg and Katie, making it so freaking clear that Greg was the person she was going to choose. They play this montage. They do the music. We spent 40 minutes on their breakup. Like it is clear that they are, she seems to want to stop filming because she's so upset about Greg. But the spoiler is that Blake wins. And to me, as much as I don't like Blake Moynes, if I'm Blake Moynes watching this, I'm like, what the fuck have I gotten into? No. And like, they obviously are trying to lead us in the preview. They're trying to lead us to believe she leaves, right? She says, I want to book my flight home. It shows her mom there. Her mom says we can never put our faith in men or something like that. I was like, you're right. (laughs) And then Tasha and Caitlin go into Blake and Justin and they say, this will change everything. They're trying to bait us 
to be like Katie leaves. But honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. And I, I know that that's whatever they, whenever they do this, where they want us to, to think something's going to happen. And then that's not what happens. Like, yeah, of course it's the bachelor more than likely Caitlin and Tasha will go in and say, this is going to change everything. And it's going to be Greg left. Like <laughs> that's going to be it. Well, but I don't I, know. I honestly, because so normally at this stage in the season, we've got hometowns, then we've got fantasy seats. Then we've got a finale, right? We currently have hometowns, then finale. Which kind of does lead me to believe that she leaves and anything that her and Blake connect, spark, whatever happens after they wrap filming. Because, I mean, they're real, realistically, just based on the way the show is structured, there should be another episode before the finale, and there's not. So, and she's not going to get proposed to next week. I really don't think she's going to get proposed to. And if she does, like, like you said, Blake watching this right now is like, Jesus. I believe that they could be engaged, but I also believe that this season wrapped filming a little bit ago, and I believe that if they are engaged, it happened after filming stopped. Yeah, and I think it's more than likely that they are just dating. Dating. Yeah, which, what a sad ending. You wanted to be, like, engaged to Michael A, and you're dating Blake Moynes. Like, oh, God. So upsetting. I don't think that they're, I just think it would be so weird. And then when do we get after the final rose? Like, what is going on? Paradise <laughs> starts two weeks after, ne- like, the finale. Or a week after the finale, two weeks from now. They've done the finale slash after the final rose a couple different ways in the past. Sometimes it's two weeks. Sometimes it's two nights. They'll do one yeah. on Monday night, one on Tuesday night. And sometimes if they just want to wrap this shit up. Remember Tasha's? They just did yeah, they a just one, did, like, two hour event. Hour. Right. And that's what I'm yeah. wondering that they'll do. Because they didn't give any promo for it. They weren't, like, a two night event or after the final rose like they didn't talk about after the final rose like it's like it didn't happen so i if i had to make a guess i would say the first hour is going to be how the season ends and then an hour of after the final rose i agree which is even more like i don't think she's going to get engaged because so much has to happen she's gonna we see that she's gonna see her mom and normally she would get a fantasy suite with each of the guys which is not gonna happen like it's just like I don't think i don't think that there's an engagement at the end of this and and like you said maybe she's engaged to blake but that that would be a stretch if they went off the show not engaged and then got engaged randomly like the circumstances of the show are such that for some reason we just excuse people getting engaged after two months but like if you get engaged in real life after the show (laughs) wraps you're like really unsettled like I really don't know what the demons you're fighting are but it's like kind of creepy to me so I hope that either she's single mostly I hope she's single but if she is with Blake, God forbid, I just hope that they're dating. But yeah, we'll fucking see. It's just like, this was really, really, you know, high stakes TV this week. Yeah. And then I think next week is going to be incredibly low stakes television. <laughs> Correct. But that's really it. I mean, Paradise starts two weeks later. We get no break. We go straight from The Bachelorette into Paradise. And that's really it. I mean, there was nothing really that and- happened. We did, we have now the Paradise add-ons, which include Damar, Dr. Joe, and Riley will be joining Paradise later on. So I would die for everybody. Riley. I would die for Riley. Everybody fucking look forward to that. We also get like, um, Demi will be there again. Uh, unfortunately, Anna will be there. Sad. Alea from Peter Season will be there. Oh, and Mike Kenna. So my Kenna could not resist the opportunity to be on Paradise. I was shocked she wasn't in the first wave that they announced. 
Me too. So anyway, so we've got some interesting additions to Paradise that were announced or just shown in the preview. I don't even know. But it'll be honestly just better than this. And that's all we can do. It'll be better than this. And that's it. That's all she really wrote. That's it. That's The Bachelor. That's The Bachelorette. Oh, also for our listeners who were just like really trying to like keep up, I did fracture my foot. (laughs) I got it checked. It is fractured. I did, I did indeed fracture it and I did indeed fuck it up worse by running through the airport. So I just wanted to like, you know, inquiring minds, I just like knew wanted to know. Right. Um, so she is fractured. Right. I am livid and that's it. That's, that, that's my only update. And in Bachelor Nation news, Kayla's foot is fractured. With all of that said, thank you all so much for listening. Tune in next week. We'll see what happens. Let's wrap this shit up. And uh, follow us on Instagram at Don't Insult My Podcast. And also give us a good review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, we'll see you next week. If it's mean, I'll fracture your foot. If it's mean, I'll fracture your foot. <laughs> Reciprocity. Thank you. <laughs>